You're listening to Nathan Chansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. On today's episode, it's a bit of a shift for the podcast because I haul Catherine Magic of Blink Films on the show for an episode with her, who is outside of the photography industry. So Catherine Magic of Blink Films is actually an award-winning wedding and elopement filmmaker based in Denver, Colorado. She's awarded Love Stories TV Filmmaker of the Year in 2020 and Film of the Year in 2022. She's recognized for her artistry and creative eye in each and every film she creates. And Catherine will be the first to remind you of the why behind what we do. So I hope all the videographers in the room have their ears extra perked up today. But trust me when I tell you that this girl has so many incredible business and mindset principles for any creative in business. I am personally also just a huge fan of Catherine. So I'm stoked to introduce her to you all today in case you aren't already a raving fan like myself. I will tease no more. Let's get into the interview with Catherine. Are you an aspiring creative entrepreneur or established small business owner with a fuel to pursue the things that light you up like nothing else? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Nathan Chansky, and I'm a photographer and photography business educator. On this podcast, I'm here to drop nothing less than weekly truckloads of business and marketing tips, mindset shifts, and transformative wisdom from my life and career to bring you into the highest potential self that God created you to be. I will see you right here each week and let's commit to learning, growing, and achieving our goals together one bold step at a time. All right, so today I have Catherine on the show today, which I'm so excited about. And actually, Catherine, I totally like miss the opportunity before we <laughs> before the episode to ask you how do you pronounce it is it blink films yes or? yeah okay you got it so it's, it's blink, blink films as you would say okay. blink like with an eye in it i just tried to do the hip cool thing and take the eye out but <laughs> oh i love it i'm all about it i think it's awesome just wanted to make sure sometimes mm-hmm. i i i should almost make a little section in my questionnaire for guests, like how do you <laughs> phonetically or whatever you say it, say your mm-hmm. name. So yep. I know. Yep. But Fair. anyway, so nice to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm so excited to be here with you too. Thank you. It's an it's an honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I basically reached out to Catherine for anybody listening after just kind of like discovering her and discovering that I had already seen some of her work just like on Instagram and been such a big, big fan of it. And so when I discovered that she was the person behind that, I was like, oh my goodness, this would be the perfect videographer in the wedding space to get on my show. And I just think she's such an inspiring person. Um, So Catherine, for anybody who doesn't know anything about you maybe, and who just doesn't know a lot about your story, and even for me, I'd love to hear more about your story Give us a little background on who you are and uh, yeah, all the good stuff, how you got here today. I love it. I'm happy to do so. And even before I preface that, it's funny because I didn't make it through the full episode, but the last episode that you just put up with Mark (laughs) about his Mm. dropout story. And I love how he started it where he's like, you know what? I just, I start from the beginning and that's how this goes. But I actually do have a lot in common with his story of starting down the medical field and then completely 
switching paths. <laughs> Ooh, um, okay. But it does, I'll, I'll do a, br- a semi-brief version, but it goes back pretty far in just the way that everything aligns and how that shows in my work in my business today. Um, I grew up as a very, very competitive athlete. That was my primary focus. I was a competitive gymnast for over 10 years of my life. And through two broken backs, I was forced to retire from the sport. And that I think just as a child, when you're so heavily devoted and focused on something, and then it's just stripped, there's a lot of um, things to navigate just when it comes through going through your own identity crisis and what that looks like, just in addition Mm -hmm. of what it's like to be a kid anyway. (laughs) Um, So that was a very big transitional period in my life and a huge chapter shift of feeling like I know this about myself now that I, I do like to have a strong identity. I love to really focus on something and be incredibly passionate about it. And Mm -hmm. I rechanneled that into just dreaming up what a career would be because for the longest time I thought I was going to be a gymnast. And as a kid, it feels like you're going to be a gymnast forever. But come college, I really wanted to ignite that passion into the medical field. And Mm -hmm. that was it with, I wanted to be a trauma nurse. That was my dream. Um, and where I started, it's was where my decision was when I picked a school and that was my new focus. I was like, you know what? I've been through this transition. I lost this thing. I'm so excited to channel my passion and my empathy elsewhere. And so I started down that path and ended up volunteering at a local hospital here in Denver in the emergency department. And it's so cool with that situation because you just get to be a fly on the wall. I just, I got to get a taste of the career before ever investing too much into it. And it was not long after that, that I was like, this is just not making sense for me with the way that I like to channel my empathy as a person. I just felt so impacted by those stories and what these people were experiencing on a daily Mm. basis. And it just blew my mind to walk out of hospital doors and everyone else is going about their daily life after things that I had just seen go on within the hospital. And I was like, yeah, this is just a huge wake up call for me and my future. And do I really want to continue investing this time and energy into this career that I I don't even know if I'm going to be happy in. And just, I had always been a creative person and found various outlets to do so, but it just never felt like it was something that was sustainable or possible Mm. to pursue. And it was like this light bulb moment in my life where I had just gone down a YouTube hole and ended up on one of Alan Watts' videos called What Would You Do If Money Was No Object? And it felt Mm. like that point in a movie where you're just watching something and your whole brain chemistry is just shifting. (laughs) And I was like, this is possible. Like I've always just, I've loved different forms of self-expression. And it was what felt like in my memories, just a few short days. I'm sure it was longer than that, but making the call to the parents to just be like, I'm dropping out of nursing. I want to pursue something else. And granted, they're pretty nervous (laughs) about that. Um, But I ended up just exploring in the creative field and stumbling upon what I ended up getting my degree in. Uh, which was digital design. And I used that degree 
day in and day out. And I dipped my toes into branding and filmmaking and photography and just started using every bit of free time I had um, with a camera. I like, I, I loved all various mediums and forms of art, but it was starting in photography and then itching for living those moments in motion that I really fell in love with film. And I was just doing all these little passion projects on the side, filming stuff with my friends when we'd go on the weekends and go on hikes. And as people start to see work, you know, um, simultaneously, my best friend, who is now my business partner, she and I got into film separately and ended up getting asked to film a wedding. And we're like, sure. Mm. So we did that together through the last couple of years of college. And while I was going through my program, filming weddings on the side, doing passion projects, I just knew the corporate field was never for me. Like something in it just didn't sit right. And I was just going to pave a path for my own career. And that's what I ended up doing my senior year of college for my senior thesis project was, hey, you know what? I've filmed a handful of weddings. I actually love this. Let's build a whole business out of this, (laughs) being blissfully ignorant. And I ended up building my business and presenting that as my senior thesis and have been full-time ever since I graduated. So that was in 2017. I've been in business since 2017. So this is just next month, I'll be entering my sixth year and just did it full time with nothing lined up in sight for me at all. <laughs> but that's that, so crazy. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful story to look back on. And I like to share it in its entirety just because I feel like there are so many little links. And instead of just being a person that's like, yeah, I just stumbled into it. I always love to hear the full backstory. So that's just a glimpse, a glimpse into the past 10 plus years of my life. I absolutely love it. And I think it's so helpful to understand kind of what people's background is and where they Mm -hmm. came from, because it just so helps understand what they're doing now and even just like how they tick. I think that so often like the foundations of where we come from really dictate who we are as people and business owners and like the choices and decisions we make. Did you feel like throughout that period of time, uh, I mean, I've, I have so many questions, but I guess maybe my first question that popped up was, do you feel like the people in your life were super supportive of you and you had a lot of people encouraging you to kind of just like find your way or to do whatever you wanted? Or did you kind of feel like, oh, I had to go against the grain for a lot of that? You know, it's interesting. I think I, I value my family's opinion a lot and mm-hmm. they, I'm cut from different cloths of each of my parents, but my mom definitely Mm. understood more than my dad. I think my dad was very excited about me entering like a very, um, practical, safe career in nursing. And my mom, on the other hand, I grew up watching her as an artist. She was a commercial Mm. painter. She would paint in the parade of homes. She's done murals. And she like that, that's always just what ignited that in me. And it's funny because when we toured the campus, they talked about this digital design degree. And my mom was like, Katie, you should think about that. Like, if you're never into nursing, like maybe think about that. I was like, no, mom, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm going to do. But those, those were the opinions that I really highly valued during that time. And Mm -hmm. I really, I listened, but at the same time, I was just so, so, so inspired to continue down this path. It was like this whole 
form of self-discovery that I just knew this is right and I'm sticking to this and I value the opinions of those around me. But I think when it came to even friends and hearing what they had to say, I think at our age, it was just, no one had really started doing their own businesses within my friend group. Like there's, there's a few of us now who own our own businesses, but at that time I was the first one to do it. So Jill, my best friend was like, I don't know, Katie, that's a little scary, like bold move. And then other kids, it was just like, yeah, I hear you and I'll respect what you have to say. But at the end of the day, I also, I just don't care. Like this is what's important to me and I know I'm going to make this work. And it was just a lot of self-trust at that point, which I'm really happy that I had. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we have to go through those moments where we're like, listen, even if someone else tells me that I'm crazy, or even if someone else doesn't maybe think I'm crazy, but maybe they just like aren't cat like aren't catching the vision of where I'm taking myself. Like mm-hmm. you just have to go with your gut and with your intuition and be like, listen, I know myself. I know what I'm doing. I think that's really cool. Cause I do think in a lot of entrepreneur lives, like especially at the beginning, there can be a lot of that uh, I guess hunger for something that they feel like is right for them. But then I think because they get caught up in what everyone else says, and you know, it's almost like too many cooks in the kitchen out over someone's life, it can just cause this like haze of decision making of like, I don't know what I'm gonna do because this person tells me to do this and this person tells me to do this. And I do think it's so powerful that you came across that video that was basically like, what would you do if money wasn't an issue? Like, what would you? just find yourself doing and just be so lit up by and so passionate by. That's so, so awesome. So did you find that when you stepped into wedding videography, that that is what, like, that was like the spark. And then it was just, boom, from there, you know, things started happening. Or how did you kind of get started in that space, maybe more on like a practical level? And when did things start actually taking off for you, do you think? Oh yeah. It's funny. (laughs) It's funny. I think anyone being multiple years in business could look back and just be like, Oh my gosh. If I, if I knew everything I knew now, when I started, like that's where blissful ignorance comes from. And I'm so happy I had it (laughs) because I feel like I just had these blinders on in life and I was graduating college and yeah, this is my full-time career now, but I didn't have Mm -hmm. one wedding lined up yet. Nothing. Mm. Like we're coming fresh into the summer. I had nothing lined up, but it was like having everything on the line and people that I've told that I'm doing this. I was like, I am just, I'm just going to make this work. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just so much of it was just pure grit and passion. And I am so, so, so thankful for passion because especially in the wedding space, I have so much respect for people who aren't pas- aren't that passionate about weddings and have a very successful career in the wedding space. Because mm-hmm. if I wasn't a passionate about weddings, like the amount of work and heart and spirit that it takes to be emotionally present, so if true. I wasn't passionate, I don't. I would not be sitting here right now. And it was just like it, it felt like I was going through this process of self discovery and building up self-confidence as I was growing with my business. So that's why for me, like my business and personal life are really intertwined in that way. And why I feel so connected to Blink is because 
it really was like this excuse to dive deeper into myself so that I could betterly better express my art and connect with the people that I got to work with. Mm. So the things that I did excited about early on, it was like the first wedding that I booked, knowing that I had a wedding on the books and then doing everything in my power to connect with people in the local market and build good relationships with those initial couples so that I could get word of mouth going. And I think I ended up filming like six weddings, maybe five or six weddings my first year. Hmm. And that was just the biggest deal to me because I'm like, people are paying me to do this. And then I'm now using that and every bit of resource to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I just... Something that I really appreciate about that time was how little I paid attention to the noise. And I Hmm. think staying in my own lane and staying focused and knowing what I wanted to create with my business is what helped me grow from nothing. Like I had no other income to rely on. I had to make this work. And having that fire under me was just really my driving force. And before I knew it, I looked up and it had been two years in my business. And people like some of the same people would still be commenting on my films. And then you're starting to build like a little bit of a following and you have the same three people who support you and root for you. And it was like, there was nothing major aside from just the main stuff, building relationships and Mm. staying focused. And it really wasn't until looking back over the past five plus years now, I feel like 2019 was a big turning point in my career. And oddly enough, it was like one person in the industry. I am still so thankful for him, but his name was Christian. And he he sent one of my films to John and Nick from How to Film Weddings. And they run a big wedding videography podcast and Facebook group. And John had reached out to me and was like, How have I not, how have I not heard of you? Like, we have to have you on the podcast. And I was like, what? This is so crazy. Like I've just been staying focused and someone else has seen my work and wants to talk to me about it. And Mm. that felt like after being invited on their podcast and it's amazing how much they've grown, but that felt like such a huge turning point in my business where it wasn't just me believing in this vision that I had. I felt like I had people on my team and I was starting to build this community that was keeping me inspired to keep going. Like something Mm. I'm doing feels right. And sharing my passion and sharing my heart and sharing my creativity with the world feels right. So I'm just going to keep leaning into that. And that's literally the, the the sole thing that has brought me to this place in my business is my heart and passion for what I do and who I have to stand beside me along the way. Like, I have so much to thank the community for in that. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. And just the fact that, again, you like you just like are oozing like the love for your business. And I think that's so felt on the other end when people refer you, when people experience working with you, when people get the films back that you've created for them. I think mm-hmm. that is so, so strong when, again, like if you love what you do, it's going to be felt. You know what I mean? Um, you talk about your business partner and this wasn't even like on <laughs> our list, but I am so yeah. intrigued. Like, what does that look like with you and your business partner? Oh my gosh. No, she's she's the best. I talk about her more and more because our professional worlds are colliding and overlapping so much more. But 
So my business partner, Jill, she and I have, we've known each other since middle school, best friends since high school. We did all the same sports. <laughs> we were neighbors. We did everything together and then ended up going off to different colleges and discovering our love for film separately. Like our friendship had separated a little bit in college and it wasn't until we were catching up that we're like, you like video? I like video? What? Like, this is crazy. And so we started filming weddings together earlier. And then I started Blink and she went off into the corporate world. And then she ended up starting her own business on the commercial side of film. So she specializes in online courses, medical videos, small business videos, but she and I essentially just hire each other for almost everything <laughs> and Crazy. run both of our own businesses. But we also um, opened an office together. So we work together under the same roof every day. We recently started a podcast together. There's larger corporate work that we do together. So while we own our own separate businesses, we're literally each other's number one fans. Wow. And it's just been like the most fantastic, fulfilling thing, getting to navigate this with her um, after her starting a business one year after I did. So yeah, yeah, best friends and so business partner. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love it when people are actually connecting with each other in person. Mm -hmm. And actually, I don't know, like I think there's something so strong in that community aspect of things and just like, I don't know, iron, iron sharpening iron, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, oh, there was a question. Oh yes, my question. I actually don't know. Do you do all wedding or do you do wedding and corporate? Or is there like a percentage of both that you find that works for you best? So I am fully weddings and elopements. That okay. is my specialty in bread and butter. And then larger like corporate work that Jill and I do that doesn't align with her niche and her business are things that we tackle together. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, weddings like Blink is just purely weddings and elopements. Yeah, that's awesome. And how would you <laughs> say you market yourself as a wedding videographer? Like, how do you get clients, or how did you maybe first build clients, build that clientele, especially in the elopement space? Because I know that's definitely a space that a lot of people struggle to get into. Um, what do you think are your best approaches to that, or what works for you? Oh my gosh, everything in me wants to sit here and be like, yeah, I did this, this, and this, and it worked so great. And <laughs> I have the best SEO and none of that is true. <laughs> um, I truly like the top two things for me are relationships, in-person relationships hmm. and Instagram and then like Google sometimes, but really <laughs> like all any, any effort I've put into marketing has just truly been through genuine, honest connection and mm. investing in those relationships, both with my clients and people in the industry, be it yeah. photographers, other filmmakers, planners. Um, those, like, I just believe so deeply that if everything were to come crashing down tomorrow, you need people standing in your corner that will uplift you and shout your business name from the rooftops. Mm. And that is just... Relationships have been deep biggest thing for me and recurring clients who come through, whether it was a girl who was like a bridesmaid in a previous bride's wedding or people who have seen a wedding film that I've done or getting referrals from other videographers, like everything. Those are just, that is my primary source and something that I continue to invest in because it works for me. And I just, there have been certain things that I've tried that haven't and that's okay. And I think it looks different for everybody, but I just... 
I love to connect through my voice and my words and my heart. And I think people receive that well. And those are the type of clients that I get in return, which is fantastic. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is like, there's really no substitute for personal connection and mm-hmm. really making impact people impact on actual individual people. I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, what can I do to get like, to, to like amass this massive group of people or this massive following or views or all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, if you're not treating people in person or just like in a, in a personal interaction setting, if you're not treating them right and you're not really pressing into them, it's difficult to grow with impact. It's difficult to have people who are really willing to go up to bat for you, like you said. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that you're like, if everything would come crashing down, who would be standing there with me? I think that is such an incredible, incredible uh, lesson for everybody. Hey friends, super duper quick. I'm not running a single ad on today's episode, which means I'm not making a dime for showing up for you today. So the only thing I'm going to ask of you is, if you are loving what you're hearing, it would mean the world if you would write me a review and leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It costs you like 60 seconds and a quick type of the hand, yet it fuels me to keep showing up for you guys every week and makes a massive difference to getting this podcast out to more entrepreneurs like yourself, who need the education and encouragement. And it's always incredible to have you share the podcast to your social media or text it to a friend as well. And I'll try to repost anything that I see you share. I read every single review. So if you're writing a review, think of it as just like a personal message to me that I so appreciate. So thank you to those who have already left kind words. You guys are the absolute best. And to everyone else, I can't wait to read yours. So quick, pause the episode, go do that quick, and I will be forever grateful. All right, now back to the show. You're a very, very like creatively talented, and but not only talented, but I think like a very just an original in a lot of senses. So as another creative, I would just love to know, like, where do you find creative inspiration for your work? And I don't know, like, what inspires Catherine these oh days gosh. or ever? Uh, uh, it's like, there's so many answers to this question, but I first have to ask before I respond, are you into the Enneagram at all or familiar with the Enneagram? I am very, very familiar with the Enneagram. However, I am not a big believer in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay, I can, I can really respect that. I can respect that. But I think that I just, I love personality tests and I will say, I don't think that we should use them to box ourselves by any means, totally. but it's yeah. actually helped me understand myself and the world better because I thought the way that I receive the world and take in the world and feel inspired is at for the longest time I was like, why is everyone not like freaking out about this? Like, I think this is so cool. I'm so inspired by this. How, so it all comes back to inspiration, but I am a type four on the Enneagram wing three. And again, I don't box myself in that area, but I think just people who are familiar with it, it would make this answer make (laughs) much more sense because... I'm ready because that's literally (laughs) how I test. I like... You were the same, really? (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, what? (laughs) Wow. Um, I... Okay. I find inspiration in so many different areas and it's always in deep 
moments of solitude. Like, I don't know when inspiration is going to hit. I don't know how I'm going to find it, but I love just studying various art forms. And it could be through reading a book or a poem or listening to a song. Um, I just like at music, especially I'm fully blinking on the word right now, but it's like where your senses mix, where when I listen to music, I feel like my senses are so heightened that I start to build a visual story in my brain, Mm. which I think is why I love film so much is just a song in, in itself could completely inspire me. I'll listen to stuff. I have a whole playlist of future passion projects, like songs that I've saved where I already have the vision for a passion project fully in my mind. And so it's like, it really is just through so many different art forms that I find inspiration. I I would say not so much within the industry. Um, A friend of mine, David Reynoso from Forestry Films, he was giving a talk once where he talked about the wedding space as an echo chamber. Mm. And I think that there is so much to be said about studying other creatives and finding styles that you love and that you can lean into. But I also think that we can become an echo chamber of each other when we're just watching only things that happen in weddings. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's like, I'm always just trying to find ways to step outside of the wedding space to gather inspiration. So it's like, even just the beauty of being in the mountains and feeling fresh air and having this solitude to give my mind a rest. It's like, it can come down to so many different facets, but it's always has to do with some sort of creativity and emotion to where I seek and find creative freedom of really seeing other artists in their element of self-expression. And I Mm -hmm. find that to be so beautiful and inspiring that it just continues to inspire me to look inward and pull from the place that I've always created from and trust that. Like I Mm -hmm. always have to come back to my heart and trust that because I think it's so easy to get caught up in just being like, I'm not doing enough or this doesn't feel how I want it to or actively seeking inspiration. It's kind of just one of those things that comes to you at the most unexpected times. So yeah, absolutely. Very long answer, but. (laughs) No, I love it. I think it's so, I think it's so beautiful too, to hear kind of like what inspires you. Cause I definitely can resonate in a lot of senses. Like there will be just like a random song that I hear for whatever reason. And I'm just like, I see an entire shoot in my head. It's like, this is what they're wearing. This is where it's happening. This is what the like wind is doing. I don't even know. Like, this is what the sky looks like. It's so weird. Um, Or even like, I don't know if you get, I mean, you must get inspired by actual movies, like film, actual. I do, but I would say I, I do. I can really appreciate it, but it's Usually at the bottom. It's usually at the bottom. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oddly enough. Interesting. See, mm-hmm. vi- see, see, movies for me is something for whatever reason just like really inspires me. And I don't know, like I think some people watch TV just so that they can, I don't know, take up space and time. But for me, I like only want to watch something <laughs> that like creatively inspires me yeah. or makes me feel something that is just, I don't know, like transcendent. And I just feel like that that gives me inspiration. And even what you said about getting inspired in places other than your own industry mm-hmm. and just not looking towards the industry that you're in to regurgitate and, oh, I'm going to do exactly what that is. Because as I think about it now, I'm like, I don't even... I'm trying to think, like, I don't really get inspired by my own industry either. 
I feel like when I get the true inspiration bug, it's from something completely random that just like randomly hits me. Well, you know, what's interesting about what you say about film too, is I noticed that with photographers is many of them do find inspiration from film. And just hearing you say this, I would argue almost that we find inspiration from other mediums except for our own. And I think with photography and especially looking at your work, it's like there are photographers when you can see and feel their work that it it feels like a cinematic still as opposed to a photograph. It's like movie stills or anything. And I think that sometimes, at least how I feel watching film is sometimes it doesn't feel like it's giving my brain a rest because I'm constantly churning or thinking or relating it back to my own work as to how I can feel better. So it's like, it feels like I'm almost just being more self-critical as I watch film as opposed to being inspired because it's the medium in which I work in. Yeah. But I don't know. No, that totally makes sense because now I'm thinking about it. And if I am going through, I don't know, someone's gallery of photos, or if I'm looking at, I don't know, just photos on Pinterest or something like that, I am, it's almost an exhausting experience in a sense, Mm -hmm. as much as it might be an inspiring experience. It can be very exhausting because you're just like, okay, like that's how they, I know exactly how they edited that. I know exactly how they shot that. And you're just like picking apart in your brain exactly how it went and maybe how you do it differently. (laughs) It's so interesting. (laughs) Oh my goodness, this is so funny. I also find it funny that we test as the same Enneagram, which by the way, I think it's, I, okay, this is not where I was planning to go. But my (laughs) only thing, my only thing with the Enneagram is that like, I genuinely just don't feel like one number in any capacity. Like I've always tested as a four, three, but mm-hmm. then I've always felt like a four is just not something that I identify with at all anymore. Like I feel like <laughs> I identify so much strong, so much more strongly with a three and an eight, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. really weird. It's really interesting. I it is kind of funny that you say that as testing as a four too, considering the four is an individualist and doesn't really want to be boxed as anything because we have right. such a deep <laughs> innate desire to be uniquely our own. <laughs> See, I, I but, resonate with that. Like mm-hmm. for instance, if someone does something, no, 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 no. If everyone is doing something, I don't want to do it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's just like. And that can be both a blessing and a curse in a sense because it can be exhausting, but it can also push you to do things in a different way. Like if someone, I don't know, like if someone's going to do, if someone as simple as wears a certain outfit and I'm like in their close community, I'm like, I'm never wearing that again. <laughs> I, can, I can fully to relate to that 100%. Or even just trends or anything in like yes. wedding trends or work. I'm just like, ah, okay, consider it ruined for me. I, I don't exactly. want to. Exactly. <laughs> Which is so sad in so many senses. We <laughs> make know. it so hard on ourselves. But we really do. We really do. But oh, no, my it's word. Funny. I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Th- we could talk forever about this, but everyone mm-hmm. else who's like not testing yeah, as like, a four right, is like, who are on. they? <laughs> um, anyways, but I would love to know. So sometimes I ask people, if you ever had like a low moment, if you ever mm-hmm. had a moment in your career where you had to kind of like pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get yourself out of like maybe a tough or disappointing situation or something that, and again, this might be part of where you were in that phase where you didn't really know what you're going to do yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
especially when you got into your business, I know business owning can be difficult sometimes. Was there ever a time where you kind of felt tested a little bit and how'd you get out of that? Oh man, does saying I experience that every year count? <laughs> I, yes. I would love to sit here and be like, yeah, this there was this one low point and I found my way through it. I'm fantastic now. It's like you're like so last night. Um literally <laughs> <and> yesterday. <laughs> um no, I I genuinely go through a trying time every year in my business. And I think mm. that just naturally comes with growth and mm. problems that I had early on in my business. Um versus problems I experience now, or I should call them obstacles. They're not problems because there's always ways to navigate them. Um, I think that I do talk about this a lot where I like to kind of reverse the answer to your question because oftentimes I use my early self of who I was when I started my business as my continued inspiration as to who I want to continue to be is this girl who was very fearless and bold and confident in this vision. And I, I love that about my early self. And I, I always want to continue striving that striving to bring that into my business and my decisions. But I think something that I can speak on more that feels more relatable now as to when I started is, um, just sustainability as an artist and what that looks like uh, without sacrificing who we are and the fingerprint that we want to leave on our work. And Mm. that's something that I'm actively navigating is pursuing my career and what my long-term goals are for Blink without sacrificing who I am as an artist. Because burnout is a thing making your passion your career and then having to show up creatively for yourself day in and day out is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I can have a hard time navigating business decisions um, when I'm wearing like my business hat versus my artist hat. And I think that is a a tough thing to navigate because as we get started in business, when I got started, my long-term goal, I was thinking like five-year plan. I'm like, if I can just book out my season, continue to charge more, edit and shoot and edit and film weddings for a living, like if that's what I have to do, that sounds amazing. I can do that forever. And then you start to grow and get better in your craft and those things in turn take more time and you wear Mm. more hats in your business. And I think you have to take a hard look at yourself in the mirror sometimes and just be like, okay, I did that. (laughs) Like me talking to myself, then I feel so proud to say that I've achieved all the things that I set out to do in my five-year plan. That Mm. feels amazing. But where am I not at now? How do I want to make my business sustainable. And Mm. that is a scary thing to navigate because you know, with that is going to come change. These like daily tasks that I've built out for myself are now changing and evolving in other creative endeavors and becoming and stepping into who I am as a boutique luxury brand. And I think transitions can just feel scary and they never go away. But I just, that's like full transparency, like a a hard thing that I've really been 
navigating probably the past year and a half now of get it, working through imposter syndrome to step in a place of how I want to diversify my business. And mm. that is scary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm. honestly, very uh, streamlined next question for you. Like, what is <laughs> next in your career? Like, what are you looking oh. forward to? What scares the poop out of you? And mm. yeah, where are you, where are you going? What's next? Man, so ideal goals for me now. Um, I was reaching a place of creative fatigue that I was like, I can't, I can't go through this every year. So, um, it was figuring out ways to diversify my business and make time for the things that I've wanted to do for so long. And right now that is maintaining and evolving blink, blink into the boutique luxury brand that I want it to be. So, um, that's not going anywhere. My wedding videography business is not going anywhere. And I am just continuing to dial that back while maintaining my artistry and craft in what I do and staying very intentional in this space, in the wedding space. Um, but I also am stepping into education, which has been mm. terrifying. And I think that there's <laughs> a lot that comes with embracing that because I just... There has been demand there and bless so many hearts who have told like, oh, it's coming in the spring. Trust me, I'm working on it. And I simply just did not have the bandwidth. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here for multiple years and still be saying the same thing. (laughs) So that was dialing my weddings back a little bit. So I am aiming to launch a course. The dream is to launch it in 2023. And... Also, Jill and I starting our podcast was huge. We talked about that for a year and finally released our first episode late January. So we've been doing that weekly. So you both do that together. We do that together. And it's been... Oh, it's been so fun. We love it. And so it's it's been so nice to diversify my brain a little bit and Mm -hmm. step into these different roles. And I am just... Again, it all comes down to sustainability for me and how I can remain happy and healthy and balanced in this career because I know that I love it. I know that I'm passionate about it and I'm so passionate about the business that I've built and I'm so passionate about serving the community that has served me so well. Mm. And I also just want to feel like I have the space to navigate other creative endeavors um, without the expense of it impacting anyone else. So Mm. I just, I feel really excited because it was a lot of mental energy and fear to just work through that transition. And now that I'm stepping into many of these roles, I feel more invigorated and fulfilled in each of those things separately, as opposed to solely being a wedding videographer who shoots 20 plus weddings a year. Like that just, it was not sustainable for me. And I had to figure out new ways. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's also really, I I think it's almost like a hallmark of who we are as creatives is that we like to almost, yeah, diversify our brains in a sense Mm -hmm. and be able to not only work on one thing at a given time, but also kind of be excited about something else that we're putting our time to or even 
in the clientele that we are serving. You know, we have people that we're serving for their weddings and all that kind of stuff. But then it's also really fun in your case to also serve those who kind of look to you for education and look to you for mentorship of some sort. And I think, again, like I found so much help in that of just... Again, I it's like I'm ADD creatively, so mm-hmm. I I guarantee you I'm undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> and it's like one of those things where it helps me in so many ways to have that diversity that diversity just in my brain and in what I do. Now, obviously there's a cost, which is mm-hmm. you don't get the full like laser focusedness of just one business. And so obviously I think there's like a good sequence there that you know, you start one thing and then you build the next thing afterwards. Um, but to echo what you're saying, it is so nice to have like multiple different camps where you can put something into and get something back. And I don't know, it's just like so fun to do that. Well, I'm, I will say, I'm so excited about seeing you step into that. I think especially seeing your films and seeing how incredible they are and seeing just like, you're just like a true artist and having someone like that out there putting out education, I think is exactly what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be a filmmaking course? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would be, which is also scary too, but I just think that being a, a solo female in <laughs> the wedding space, I think that there's just, there's so much that I have to speak on and share that isn't totally. necessarily by the book. Everything I do could like, if I were to actually break down my filmmaking approach, people would be like, you're kidding me, right? Like I really, (laughs) half the time I just follow my own rules and I film by my own rules and it's not a standard by the book, but I just, I wish I had more of that voice when I was learning. And Mm. that's my inspiration to move forward is just sharing, sharing that unapologetically and laying out all the tools for people who may relate to me and just sharing everything, sharing everything that I know and what intentionality looks like in your business and in filmmaking. So that's really, that's where the heart of that comes from. I love it. I'm so excited to see it. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, Last question for you Mm -hmm. that I kind of ask to a lot of people, what is something you're super passionate about in your personal life and then same question for your pet, for your pro, wait a minute, for your professional <laughs> life. There we go. Yeah. So basically it could be anything. I mean, you could tell me like, I just got a new camera or something like that, but mm-hmm. two different things, one personal, one professional. Let's go. Ooh. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Personal. I am just, I'm super passionate about self-development. <laughs> I like, okay. I'm always loving ways to look inward and just how we can show up as our best selves. But mm-hmm. more lighthearted answer, I'm also insanely passionate about just creating a beautiful home and I love mm-hmm. interior design. And yeah, I just, that has like been a fun outlet for me to find other ways to creatively express myself. I'm also looking yeah. to become a better hobbyist. I'm do- I'm not great at hobbies. So Oh, I suck I wanna... at hobbies. Oh, it's so hard. No one talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Do uh, you have one? Do you feel like you have a hobby that you've kind of been tapping into recently? You know, I was in... Well, uh, Jill forced me into mountain biking, which I'm very appreciative of because I okay. love mountain biking. It's such a fun thing to do in the summer, but I'm also just want something like I had a membership at a climbing gym for a while 
loved that. I want to get back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being a better hobbyist in my life, I'm passionate about being better at that. <laughs> and then, um, ooh, professional. Oh, it's like a blessing and a curse, but I just, I'm always trying to climb higher and I'm very, very goal driven. I'm very passionate about my goals. And I think right now that lies in showing up for myself and fulfilling the promises that I've set out for myself instead of just keeping those on the back burner. So Mm. very open-ended answer, but that's, that's where my headspace is at right now. I like that. That's so cool though. And I feel like I can totally resonate with both of those answers. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I suck at hobbies (laughs) and I think a lot of creatives just suck at hobbies because we already had a hobby and it just turned into our business. Yeah. And then we're just like, wait, what do we, (laughs) what do we do now? You know? Um, and then I think on the other end of things, like when you just talk about like you owe it to yourself to do the things that you promised you would do, Mm -hmm. Totally get that. Totally understand how that goes. Um, And I think sometimes we can get so... It's like we as creatives can get... Let me just say it on myself. I'll just say it for myself. I can get very... I can have these goals and these dreams and these lofty just ideas in my head. But unless I actually get practical and take the action, it's like... Mm -hmm. So it's it's just literally like promising yourself that you're going to do it and... Yeah, you know what I mean. Getting into yep. it and going for it. So I oh. love those answers. It's so I, I feel like I relate to you so much. It's scary. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, There's a lot gosh. we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Catherine, where can we find you online and uh, maybe your social media? I'd love to know the name of your podcast mm-hmm. as well. Uh, your website and yeah, so we can also just kind of stock that <laughs> in case you do launch the course soon. Yes. And we know where yes. to go. Thank you. Well, I am everywhere uh, at Blink Films. Uh, website is blinkfilms.com. Instagram, Blink Films. YouTube, Blink Films, which I got to step it up there. TikTok exists. I don't put anything on there. That's <laughs> at Blink Films. Um, and then our uh, podcast is called Work Wives Unscripted. And I will tell Ooh, you, it, like is, it. it is unscripted. It's unfiltered. It's just navigating small business while met with just humor and relatability. So mm-hmm. that's that's where you can find us on everything. I love it. And is your your business partner's name is Jill? Yes. Is she a lot like you or is she more of your opposite? <laughs> oh my God. We are like so much of us is cut from the same cloth. And if you okay. guys are interested in the podcast, I think you will you will definitely pick up on that. But our joking just business roles is she's the head, I'm the heart. And that's how we often navigate business decisions is she's a bit more um, just practical go-getter and I'm more um, emotional and passionate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think just yeah. the way that we express ourselves and navigate our businesses are a little different, but they complement each other so well, but mm. our personalities so similar. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. That's so cool. All mm-hmm. right. Well, anybody who does not follow you, Catherine, just remember those are the places to find her. We'll make sure and put those in the show notes as well. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on today. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, and yeah, we might have to have you back in the show at some point <laughs> when you maybe get more deep into the, the education space into yeah. your course. But it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on today. I would love it. Thank you so much, Nathan. I really appreciate your time.